0: Welcome back to the Let's Go to the Movies podcast. I'm Andre and your co host Jesus is on vacation once again for a third week. And we are joined by David for the very not the very first time, what am I saying? The third time. Jeez, yeah. Third time. The third time. I didn't mean for that sound effect.
1: <laughs> That's me. I'm David. I'm here. There you how go. How many how many recurring guests have you had?
0: Um two, I think. Oh. Yeah, you and uh, Kendra, who was on for the episode for Inside, as well as uh, French New Wave. But we're going to oh. like start to cycle through people again soon, what? because I'm just too stressed out to talk to new people, <laughs> but <laughs> that's, that's on me, honestly. But this week, I'm not too sure what the title will be yet, but it'll be... The movie is obviously related to the title of the episode, and it's, in fact, one of my favorite movies... Of all time almost because I watched it at a period of my life where I was like super influenced by the movies that I was watching and this one really struck a chord for quite a long time and it still does that every time I watch it and the movie is Super 8 the J.J. Abrams flick so just to jump right into it I know that David this was your first time seeing it so what were your initial thoughts for this?
1: What are my thoughts on it?
0: Yeah, like, what what, like what like was, like, as soon as the f- credits started rolling, what was going through your head, like, were, were you, did you enjoy I, it, were you kind of, like,
1: uh? To, to preface this, I am not a big fan of J.J. Abrams. Okay. I'm just so, but I I, I went in not biased, okay? Because right, yeah. I had the mix of, like, not a big fan of J.J. Abrams, but also that mixed with the, I looked at the IMDb page, and I saw that it had a decent score. And so I was like, okay, so this can't be that bad. I just, I'm not a fan of his previous work, but, you know, this I'm going to give it the, the benefit of the doubt. And uh, I, I I do have some criticisms, but I think it it's a pretty solid flick. It's a pretty solid flick. I, I did enjoy
0: it. Cool. That's good to hear, honestly. I see way too many people shitting on it like super hard like giving it a very very rough time when Mm. you know I don't think it really deserves it I have my list of reasons that I have written up my notes I have like questions to ask you that we can jump into later but yeah you know I remember seeing this one in theaters I think it was in theaters or maybe it was back when like Blockbuster and Rogers Plus was still open and my family rented one out but I don't know if I think that that's actually a little bit too late. You know, I honestly if it's 2011, yeah, those that stuff was already gone. So I definitely watched <laughs> it in theaters then. Scratch that. But yeah, I remember because it was the months leading up to it, I saw the trailer for it when I was at another movie and I was so interested because I was like, "Oh, this looks like a horror movie type thing directed to a younger audience." that's cool because my parents were starting to let me watch certain horror things and like sci-fi stuff like alien and stuff like that. And it's like, Oh, this one seems more directed to people in my demographic. So I, that'd be yeah. dope to see. And I remember always seeing the super eight poster walking out of the theater before it was even out in theaters. And so I was like, oh, okay, this is a real thing. I can't, okay. I'm really excited to see this. And like to this day, I keep on having that memory in mind. And so whenever I watch it, it's just, pure nostalgia, not for the 80s when it's set, but for right. me watching the movie. I, I was going to say, there's
1: there's like a nostalgia factor for you then, like of just like as a kid going to see it, being excited to see it, and then finally getting to watch it and really enjoying it.
0: Yeah, and like the nostalgia factor itself, I was kind of going into it, watching it again this time, almost comparing it to Stranger Things in terms of how it treats nostalgia within the story
1: yeah I, I I was thinking about that too, because I watched this with my friends Amalia and Earl. so if okay. they're watching oh, oh, what's up? But, no. uh, <laughs> but uh yeah, we watched it and after we kind of discussed it a little bit and i I mentioned like with the whole like because as we were watching it, we kind of did see things with stranger things like that that they were similar in but like this came out way before stranger things so yeah,
0: exactly we knew
1: that it wasn't like that type of thing where they were. You know, stealing ideas. Whatever. It's a it's an eighties nostalgia type beat, whatever. But definitely where in this one, it's based in the eighties, but it's not like shoving songs, media, and other garbage down your throat. But in Stranger Things, that's kinda what they do because yeah. they're around really reel you in, like, hey, you remember Stephen King? Like <laughs>
0: that yeah, you're so right. I was Actually, you know what? I know what the title is going to be. I'm going to title this "A Better Stranger Things?" question mark Because <laughs> I think this one does nostalgia so much better. Because maybe there's a few moments like when the dude just says, "Oh, this is a Walkman. It's the new thing," but it's like doesn't give off the forced nostalgia vibe. It's more like teaching this boomer fucking guy what a Walkman is. That's right. And it just like it's treated that way, or like they're just singing a song here and there in the car, and it's not like super like vapor wavy style that stranger things yeah. was trying to do to give that synth vibe like they have str- like
1: three songs from the 80s that play and i think even one of them is actually just repeated i don't think there's three i think there's maybe two i think like yeah but don't
0: like, let me down is played twice
1: yeah yeah so like i don't think that there's even like a lot of that in it where it's like remember this song from the 80s yeah exactly I don't think-
0: And even most of the songs actually were 70s. Like I was, I watched the last half. My mom came down and was like, oh, you're watching Super 8 again? I was like, I'll sit in. I was like, okay, sure. And then she was like, oh, this song is from like 1975. And then she saw The Walkman and she's like, that came out in 79. So this is probably held in like 79 or 80. So right on the cusp there. And so, yeah, it doesn't really, the fact that, everything isn't necessarily set in one specific time period. It's, like, stuff from the whole decade and, like, all the way into the 80s. It doesn't give off the same thing. One thing with one of those songs, though, this was... My one criticism for this movie, just because I love it so much, is that the scene where the clerk in the gas station gets, like, just gets killed. Right. There's he's listening through his walkman to heart of glass and the movie takes makes the decision to cut the song and put in the super tense music with jump scare shit as like the creatures attacking everyone i really wish that they just kept heart of glass playing throughout that whole scene and like didn't have any of the jump scare noises but it's just you see this whole danger shit happening while you hear heart yeah. of glass playing in the background and then it's like the still shot of The gas station destroyed. As you hear like the last notes of the chorus or something like that, but they just take out the song. Yeah. Yes, but then
1: yeah, yeah. There for me, there were a lot of issues with like the like the sound effects of like, like scary, 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 and like that's okay. Yeah, that's my my,
0: that's my other main criticism too is they didn't need to do that part. Yeah, which is excessive.
1: There's even like. Uh, a point where like the there's you know that violin tense violin rising like uh, yeah yeah like I think that happened when Joseph uh the main character the main kid was talking to um, what's the girl's name again Alice Alice Alice's dad and Alice's dad is freaking out because like they're feeding him pills because oh, he's yeah. talking about the alien and stuff like that and he's like he's you know, he's, he, he, they're trying to subdue him and, and make him think he's crazy. And he's like, nobody believes me. And then it's like this, the the violent tension thing. And then it's, I believe you. But like, then it's like, and it was like, it was just too much it's, for me. I, yeah, I, it's I, one I of those false scares. A bit. That's um, valid.
0: I, yeah, I totally understand that. That part.
1: That's not a J.J. Abrams exclusive issue. It's not. Though, so. It's not. It's like <laughs> that, a horror across
0: the board. Everybody. It's every. Recent horror thing or like any yeah sci-fi centric stuff, they always use false scares to, or like music that su- makes the scene tense when it's not necessary, and it just kind of yeah. loses the tension for later.
1: And I I think a lot of it has to do with like when it came out. Like now that's super cheesy and just dis- like disgusting, <laughs> you know? Yeah, like yeah. front from yeah. my face, but back then it, it like it 2011, right? Yeah, 2011. It wasn't as much of a sin, you know. That's Jane true. Fucking cinema, cinema Sin sins, up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can we put it in the fucking corner? I'm just joking.
0: Yeah. So that, yeah. I totally agree with you. That's I didn't even think about for the rest of the movie, but for sure that one scene in the gas station—that's one that really made me think about that. But for sure, like throughout the whole thing, it was a little too much. Could have just been taken out, honestly.
1: Yeah. But I did like the music.
0: I oh my music god! The score, like the final theme yeah. that's played at the end,
1: like tearjerker. Yeah, the the whole movie because like it's like it's J.J. Abrams, but it was definitely like J.J. Abrams really like Steven Spielberg as a kid, and you can really tell.
0: Well, he produced it. Steven Spielberg was the producer yes, for yeah. it. Yeah,
1: but like a lot of like the the like the the music and and just like it reminded me of, honestly, it reminded me of Indiana Jones, and the music. watching Indiana Jones as a kid, like the score for the for the movie. Okay.
0: I'm yeah, actually gonna look I, up that to was see just if what I found. Like, that's, that makes a lot of sense.
1: Like,
0: sorry, uh, sorry, I keep cutting you off. Um, I totally agree with you. It does give off those vibes. So I'm gonna see if mm. it is actually John Williams. That
1: is it's not. It's not. I did look it up. Okay. No, it's not John Williams. Um, I can't remember the guy's name, but it 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 did sound so much like that's, John yeah, Williams.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's um, what I was thinking the whole time I was. Because there's, like, one criticism that I saw online was, oh, this is just throwing E.T. and the Goonies into a blender. And oh, yeah. I was like, okay, that's a little too rough to say. But also, I really got that with, like, the music. as like, mm-hmm. you can really feel the Spielberg style yeah. there. And, like, it is a group of kids overcoming this mystery and stuff. But honestly, the one big thing that I saw as well is people... I looked at a lot of the imdb user reviews and so many people yeah. were saying that this thing just was lacking originality and in general it was just not something new that people had seen what do you think of that
1: that's that's interesting because like i think i i think me having seen things that have come out after it have kind of altered my my take my like my bias on it okay right because it let's just say i've never seen stranger things i've never seen it or something like that like where it's 80s and kids or whatever um i then i think that maybe it would kind of seem a little bit repetitive from like it honestly just seems like uh like a love letter to steven spielberg and like the 80s and, and stuff like that and and not in the nostalgia trip kind of way but more so in the way of like We're doing similar things, but we have different technology. We're telling a a different story. But I I also think what people need to understand is a big part of when you're like pitching a movie or a TV show is like you have to really dumb it down for the producers and the the people you're pitching it to. And so saying it's like E.T. meets The Goonies would probably get a lot of people excited. Yeah. To hear that. Right. Right. And I think, yes, it is about the execution of the product, but I, I think people don't understand that it, it, a lot of things nowadays, especially are just like combinations of things that we've seen before. And that's how you sell things, right? Oh, absolutely. And it's a bad thing.
0: Yeah. And so when I saw that, that review that was just like, oh, it's, oh, sorry. No, it was ET and Cloverfield in a blender, not Goonies, but they I'm also were comparing it. it to, they were also comparing it to Goonies as well at the same time. I mean, oh, okay. I've seen Cloverfield, it's essentially... It's just like the found footage film. The aliens oh. might look kind of the same, but not really. That's like the only reason why I think that person put that in the review. But, um, yeah, so when I saw the comparison to E.T. and the Goonies and everything like that, I was really... And just saying that there's a lack of originality, I was kind of surprised that people thought of that because I hadn't seen a movie that has that specific type of storyline in terms of it deals a lot with grief for like Mm -hmm. for children and how a child could overcome grief, how a child could overcome sadness in different ways. And I don't think I've seen something like that in that specific setting. Like E.T. deals with it, but it's more so like gaining a friend and then losing them again. And that's just a minor part at the, towards the end of the movie Goonies doesn't have any grief in it at all. Really? But it's just when I, I was just thinking about the lack of originality in terms of the baseline story of oh these kids are solving this mystery, to and there's an alien or there's some creature that they have to defeat or encounter. Okay, maybe that's where it lacks originality, but it's in the intricacies of like the story itself where you get to see the inner workings of these like creative kids as they're trying to create this small product. That is just the short right. film that they're trying to make. Plus the intricacies of the whole group as they're trying to deal with, oh, Joe's mom's dead. How can we not treat him like an asshole? Even though Charlie does, Charles does treat him like an asshole. And how they can manage all that stuff as a group, even though a lot of the characters, I don't know if I'm, I'm fucking rambling. I don't think that makes any sense. No, no, no but... I, I guess, <laughs> Cause like, I, I don't, something that the people listening should
1: know is like this is one of your favorite movies of all time absolutely and like, i after i watched the movie actually i went to your letterboxd it's my it,
0: yeah. Yeah, on it's top my top 25 yeah yeah oh it's my
1: top four movies that is true yeah i did put it yeah. there and so i i i kind of like because i i enjoyed it but it wasn't my favorite i had to i had to sit back and think how can i how can i put my like Put my opinion out there because I I know that like it's clearly
0: important to you. Oh no no dude, and, you can shit on it if you want. It's fine. Like people shit right. on my favorite movies all the time. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> oh you're I'm cracking joking. your knuckles. Oh my god.
1: No no no, I'm I'm just joking. I okay,
0: but first off, on the whole
1: like um like theme of grief, I I did enjoy it and I thought that the opening scene and everything like that was really interesting. Yeah. Something that I, I just didn't think that they carried it out through the movie enough.
0: Yeah. Like it and was. I feel like, Go ahead, yeah. sorry.
1: Oh, I, I was just gonna say, I I feel like the ending of the movie. Out first off, I, I wasn't very satisfied with the ending. If I'm being okay. frank, but that's just because the the scene basically the aliens are are flying away, and uh, and then all the ma- magnetic items are like flying towards it and being attracted to the ship. Um, he, he holds out his, like his mom's necklace. Yeah, and I didn't under maybe. This is just because I've only seen the movie once. But I didn't understand why he felt like he had to let go. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I didn't understand the symbolism of that, of, like... Because I didn't find, throughout the movie, him feeling as if he needed to get over his mom's death like that. Like, it didn't seem like it bothered him. It just seemed like he was sad.
0: Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. You know, that makes so much sense. I'm trying to come up with a way where it, where the necklace letting go of it does make sense. The only thing that I can think of, really, is that throughout the movie, you can kind of see it, like, he always clutches it kind of as his safety net, and at the end of the movie, his dad finally seems to take up that role as the safety net for him, so he doesn't necessarily need the necklace, or like, that image of his mom, I necessarily. You. Maybe... Wonder what...
1: I'll take that. I I am satisfied with that. Okay. I, I, I think that maybe it didn't, it wasn't translated in the movie as well as it should have been. Yeah. But now that you point it out, it kind it makes sense. It makes that makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah. Like I would say maybe if there was one extra scene where you see him clutch the necklace like in his hands because we only see it like maybe two or three times, maybe another one would have pushed it a little bit further because you see it happen at the trains. And then Alice kind of sees him do that, and then he kind of puts it away. Then she asks him about it, and he explains. Yeah. That's kind of it, I guess. So if it was just I, done once yeah. again, maybe.
1: And I feel like if he kind like He explained the backstory of yeah. what it was, but I don't think... I don't think it was... It, it was um, portrayed well enough as, like, a safety net.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like I feel the way that he acted in the scenes where he does hold on to it. That's the vibes that I was getting from it, like the performance. But just because it was just those few times, yeah, it's un- It's like almost unperceivable. imperceivable. But I just have seen the movie like six times, I think. And so I just have those scenes like in my brain all the time whenever I watch it.
1: Yeah, and I- keep in mind for, for you and everybody l- listening, I've only seen this thing once, so I'm going to miss some shit, all right? That's all (laughs) fine, too.
0: That's all fine. Um, Speaking of that one last scene, though, with the magnet stuff, I was kind of critiquing it, but also I don't want to, like, dive too much into the logic. Carrie should have fucking flown to that thing with his braces, dude. He should have just (laughs) zoomed all the way over there. That's true. He should have. Or his teeth, at least. (laughs) Oh, oh, that was so bad, but... There was, I mean, with that whole thing as well. I mean, I guess to say why Carrie didn't fly there and why only certain things seem to fly to the yeah. water tower—I guess it was—is that it's perpetually said throughout, like the late the back half of the movie, that the creature or alien has some type of telekinetic, or right, uh, some type of. I was about to say photosynthesis. I meant, like, mind reading. <laughs> what the fuck? Jones. <laughs> That's exactly... This is a sequel to Osmosis Jones.
1: <laughs> oh, shit. I've never seen Osmosis Jones. That's I haven't either. I <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, but, anyways, um, you, we get to know that he has these powers that he can read minds. He can control el- power in some way, like electricity to some capacity, and... Yeah. I feel like this creature might deliberately know what needs to be used and what doesn't and because he had that connection by like touching or holding Joe in like the caves and stuff I feel like he kind of the alien I just gendered the alien we don't fucking know what never mind I didn't I didn't mean that the alien um well, they they
1: mention it's a it's a he in in the movie They do? Yeah. Oh, okay. The, The scientist guy has a really weird line where he's like, I'm in him and he's in me. Oh, yeah. I'm not shaming. I'm not shaming. It's just a kid's movie. Maybe we could tone it down a little bit. All
0: right. Yeah, it's getting a little too intense there, man. That should go on like some adult site there instead. (laughs) Woodward meets the fucking alien. I don't know. Hey,
1: JJ, can we rework those lines? Make (laughs) it sound a little less sexual, please. Or can you make
0: your own little spinoff with just that specific scene? I mean, I'm kidding. No, I would, I'm just. I would
1: buy a whole movie of the, of alien, <laughs> alien intercourse. All right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Oh my God!
1: Now, now that's the name of the episode: Alien intercourse. Alien Intercourse.
0: That's perfect. That's beautiful. That's poetic. Yeah. Honestly, you
1: are gonna think it's Avatar that we're talking about. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, we got a we got a private viewing of Avatar two, but just the sex scenes.
1: It was honestly kind of hype. I really enjoyed it. James Cameron, you outdid yourself once again.
0: Really, really helped us, man. We were getting through a really tough time, and that really made us get through that.
1: I also really like how he's crossing over all of his movies to create the James Cameron cinematic universe. I feel like the Titanic being there was a little weird, but the ice made
0: up for it. Yeah, I mean, like, the Titanic, especially since it wasn't in two pieces, it was still in one, and so we're like, is this a different timeline, or... Are we suddenly back in 1912 before it actually sunk?
1: You want to? know what? He must be releasing a Disney Plus series soon explaining it all. It'll it'll all come together eventually.
0: Yeah. I'm just waiting for the docu-series to explain how they got those shots together, you know? Where did they get the blue people? I don't know. Walmart?
1: Walmart seems pretty... I mean, are they cheap then? Maybe. If so, why aren't there more movies with blue people?
0: Exactly. Where's I'm starting the to believe
1: that blue people aren't even real.
0: You know, that's a very controversial statement, and I, I kind of have to agree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but going back, I guess, to Super yeah. 8. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that sorry. That was great. That was a great tangent. Um, yeah, with the alien, though, I guess he just knew that it was necessary for Joe to let go of that, because why were certain things not being lifted up? Why were other things being lifted up? I feel like the alien kind of was able to pick and choose what was necessary. and It even goes as far as to explain another thing that I can picture a lot of people criticizing for this movie. How the fuck did Dr. Woodward not die in the plane crash? Yeah. Like... And I think that the whole alien thing explains it because he already had that connection with the alien. So I feel like the alien somehow was able to protect Dr. Woodward as like the whole crash was happening, you know?
1: Interesting.
0: That That's kind of going conspiracy theory area, but it just kind of makes sense, theory. you know?
1: I, I'm going to pitch you why I think Carrie's face didn't smash into that spaceship. Okay. But I'm also going to tell you why I, I think that maybe it's just magnetic. And so I think, because, like, you could tell the necklace, he could just hold it back pretty easily. Yeah. He wasn't flying. And the braces are attached to Carrie's face. Mm. I feel like he could, he was was heavy enough to kind of hold it back.
0: Okay. But then again, the army guy wasn't heavy enough to hold back that gun. And he dropped, like, 20 feet because he just didn't want to let go.
1: Wait, which, which army guy are we
0: talking about? There's, like, an army guy, like, oh! in that same sequence. It's like, dumb fuck, just let go of the gun. Why are you Dude, 20 feet up? Me, when my friends and I watched that, I unmuted on Discord to say, Republicans be like, and I
1: thought <laughs> this was the funniest
0: oh, shit. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> don't you take my fucking guns.
1: <laughs> You're not going to take my fucking gun away. I'm going to space with my gun. They don't have fucking gun control in space. It's fucking space. Anyways. Um, but yeah, honestly, I, I could, I could see, I could see the, uh, the whole like alien picks and chooses kind of thing.
0: Yeah. It's just kind of, cause we don't get to know the whole extent of what it can do, but it yeah. has like the technology to shape shift a bunch of shit. So, I mean, there's gotta be some explanation towards how all that stuff was going on, you know?
1: Speaking of like, like theories, but almost like this isn't really a theory at all. This is more so what I was theorizing during, like, watching it. Okay. I thought that the alien was going to have something to do with the accident that killed Joseph's mom.
0: That makes a lot of sense. That, yeah. But then it just didn't happen. No. Which is fine.
1: Yeah. I just thought it was, like, all going to come full circle, and then it's like, you stupid fucking alien, and then he, like, blows him up or something. I don't know.
0: Yeah, exactly. Then that fucking Republican Army guy shows up (laughs) with his gun that he didn't want to let go and he's yeah. the one that kills the alien
1: and he and he shoots the 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 guy from the film development place who smokes weed because weed is illegal and bad.
0: Yes. That is exactly true. I mean mm-hmm. there is that like one throwaway line that I think Martin says like the the ginger kid that keeps throwing up in the movie. Oh yeah. Like he's just I think it's the scene when that film development guy is like passed out in the car and they're like, wake up. And then he's just like, drugs are so bad. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah that kind laugh <laughs> of laugh. I like, like that one. I like that one. So funny. Like, of those kids, man, they're, I like, I mean, every time I watch it, I keep forgetting how young they are. And as I'm getting yeah. older, they just look like fucking toddlers. And I'm like, this is really weird. Cause they're like in their mid twenties now.
1: Yeah, I I gotta say I've been kind of shitting on the movie quite a bit, but something that I think was the strongest aspect of the movie was the performances. Oh yeah, I really liked the kids. I really liked the the adults. Like I I honestly I think that the best actor though was was Elle Fanning, for sure.
0: Absolutely, she I fucking, fucking killed her. it. I
1: fucking love her, without a doubt. Oh, and I don't, I don't know if, if you've ever seen the the Prime series that she's in.
0: Not yet. Is it the like the royal one, like the royalty based one? It's, it's called "The okay.
1: Great." Holy fuck! It's so good. She's so good, and Nicholas Holt who plays uh, Peter.
0: Oh, okay. Holy
1: fuck! Like honestly, like it's it's so good. It's so good. That's another thing. But like that just like it, this movie really brought out my love for for Elle Fanning. I I just really like her as an actress.
0: So she's amazing. I need to see more of her stuff. Like. The Neon Demon is supposed to be an amazing movie that she's in. It's oh, like wow. a weird psychological horror thriller type thing. What's it called? Uh, the Neon Demon? Oh, okay. It's supposed to like really be good. I've not seen it yet though.
1: I feel like she was underutilized in this movie. A bit, a bit. Like she's like, almost treated, treated like just, just the love the
0: like... interest, but then she's not just and then the, she's the tiniest like the, bit in, the damsel like not. in distress. Then she becomes the damsel in distress, which, which is, is kind is a of little bullshit. unfortunate, but Yeah. I really wish
1: 80s film, so you know,
0: yeah. I really (laughs) wish that it was her that got picked up by the alien at the end and not Joe.
1: mm, Because I thought the same thing, I thought that that would have been way better, yeah. Because like she has a connection with the alien already, but Joe's just being a dumbass, being like, Come on, take me, and then the alien's probably just gonna go
0: exactly like he should have. I mean, he's the one that did the more research with Dr. Woodward. Fuck that. Like, I wanted wanted to see El Fanning do that because that would have been so interesting. Because Joe could have still had, he already knew all the stuff that was going on for the alien. He didn't need to get, like, grabbed to, like, get that psychological understanding, you know what I mean? So he could have still had the same moment of letting go of the necklace, understanding the alien's perspective and stuff without getting picked up. We could have given Elle Fanning that more intimate moment for her character.
1: I I think that it would have been great if like the alien was about to fuck him up, and then she kind of like stood in front of him and like calmed down, like was kind of the mediator, so Joe could still have his moment if he needed it because he's the main character. But like yeah. she still gets her moment where it's like her being kidnapped wasn't completely useless and just for the plot.
0: That would um, have been that would have been great for sure.
1: Yeah, and um. I can't remember what I was going to say. You go ahead. Okay.
0: Uh, returning to your point, though, you're saying, like, the performances were the best, were your favorite yeah. part of it. Every time I watch it, I just enjoy it more and more, just how well the kids portrayed, yeah, like, all the parts of that friend group. Like, there was the fucking pyromaniac insane kid. Yeah. There was, like, the douchebag leader with Charles, the fucking quiet kid with Joe, the nerdy fucking dude. I don't even remember the, his no. name. And then like Barfy Boy, <laughs> yeah, like every and looking at a lot of the reviews, people are saying, "Oh, all the one-dimensional minor characters—they're fucking children. How much character growth do you think a thirteen-year-old can go through, man?" Like, L-
1: listen, I I somewhat agree with them, but not to their extent. I think that they're thinking everybody needs to have like this big thing yeah. to make the movie good, but like I feel like besides like, like 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 again 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 sorry i'm saying like a lot it's fine but again I, I keep doing they, that too. i liked them a lot and i i honestly think that they were better at playing their characters i feel than the stranger things cast are good are good at playing their characters not because like they're one's bad and one's one's good but like i just feel like I, this one felt more authentic to me
0: yeah um because you get to but... really see kind of The inner workings of the friend group, whereas Stranger Things it kind of goes all over the place with the season. I haven't seen the third season in its entirety, so I can't really. It is oh fuck! I always I was hearing like I was hearing things that are like because season two was kind of dog shit, and then oh yeah, absolute dog shit. Yeah, yeah. So I got to finish that so I can get a proper unbiased. Well, no, (laughs) it'll still be a bias, but I can get like a less biased opinion on the show. Right, but fucking stranger things stands don't you dare cancel us don't
1: fucking come at me all right you want to what stranger things stands fucking come at me actually all right yeah you know what follow me on twitter at
0: (laughs) (laughs) what you gonna do go to the fucking upside down and fight me there bitch it's not real okay what are you gonna do get david harbour to fucking come with the sheriff hat in here and fucking pull a gun on me It'll get pulled away by the alien guys. so shut the fuck up. Exactly. I'm going to just fucking take the hat. I'm the sheriff now, bitch. Like, what you doing to do? There's
1: a new sheriff in town. <laughs> His name is me, and I have a gun. And it's just game over.
0: And then it's the Republican guy with the gun comes up behind you. He's your backup. Yeah, he's like, yeah, let's fucking get her dead. He's still floating. <laughs> He's so floating, he's like, listen, listen, could you just give me a fucking hand here, man? I'm on your side. He's talking to the alien. He's like somehow learned that language already, and they're just communicating. <laughs> Everybody on the ground's like, what the fuck is going on here? We need to see a story about that guy. Then JJ Abrams is behind the camera, is like, fuck that shit. I want this to happen. Then everybody's like, We're in a movie. Wait a minute, JJ. Holy shit, JJ, you son of a bitch. You did it again. This is Super 8 2, Super 16. Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, uh, as I I was
1: saying, that was another good tangent. Hell, yeah. (laughs) Um, As as I was saying about, like, oh, fuck, what was I saying? I was saying something about how I like their performances. Right, their character arcs, their little mini arcs. I think that like if they just if like Charles had something you know if Charles had something a little bit more than like all of a sudden he likes uh Alice because I thought that that was a little out of left field yeah it made sense Mm -hmm. but I and and honestly I probably now that I'm thinking about it prefer how they did it how, how they did it rather than like him clearly being upset and jealous yeah. I think now that I'm thinking about it, I'm, I'm I was about to make a really stupid point. However, <laughs> like I I feel like maybe my issue with it is that the problem was solved too quickly and too easily where I was just like, you know what? It doesn't even matter that much. I'm upset about it, but it doesn't matter. And so he didn't have much.
0: I get that to, absolutely. Yeah, after
1: a certain point, the the kids went from like they're all having to keep a secret together to Half of them are investigating, half of them are like, shut the fuck up about this, and that same half had nothing really to do. Yeah. But there's only so much you can do in two hours as well.
0: Exactly. So. And the whole Charles yeah. thing about him kind of being chill with the Alice situation with Joe, that's like such a teenage boy thing to do. Be like, it's yeah. It's fine, it's fine, I swear. I'm not mad. That's true, yeah. Which, I mean kudos on the writer's part I guess it really kind of felt genuine but also like could have given us a little bit more I agree with you on that yeah Yeah. and they do oh sorry I was just going to say they do kind of show it in subtle ways that uh, Charles has somewhat of a crush on Alice because it starts as soon as the train crash ends you see some stolen glances that I only noticed this time around watching it but you see Charles kind of look at Alice and look at Joe oh, okay. for like maybe two seconds every single time like for the shot but it's it's there but it's only there if you really pay attention but I think it's kind of like that subliminal thing where once you get to see that part of the movie it's like oh, okay I understand where he's right. coming from why this is in the movie but yeah
1: it's things that you notice after your first watch
0: exactly yeah or it's like things that make more sense after the first watch you know I get yeah, it. that's the same thing. Yeah. You, I just repeated what you said. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But I feel like we said the same thing, but different, you know? Oh, for sure. In like different ways, saying different things, but saying the same thing.
0: Yeah. Just how like in every university classroom, you're like, I really like your point. Um, So jumping off of that and then just rephrase the same sentence. That's what I did. And you know, with the thing that you just said, that it actually
1: does remind me of in university classes when, like, somebody brings up a point and then the other person repeats it in a different way. Um, no
0: way. Okay. Yeah, I understand yeah. where you're going. Jumping off of that, um, I'm not going <laughs> <I'm not gonna> to <laughs> do it for forever. Um, <laughs> one thing that I have in my notes, too, is... Well, okay, this is just something funny. One of my favorite... Uh, university professors his name is actually dr woodward so i when i rewatched the movie i realized oh that's his name i was like oh that's fucking hilarious dr woodward if you're actually watching this i don't know how you found it but what's up welcome i'll see you in class in the fall (laughs) yeah i I won't yeah no (laughs) but you know we can we can chill yeah let's chill with dr woodward
1: well just me and him oh probably oh yeah yeah
0: no, no, it's fine. It's fine. I have. I want to pla- watch
1: Super Eight with him. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Okay, it's probably okay. my top four on Letterboxd. So. Okay, yeah. I
0: have. I have. I have plans.
1: Yeah. No, you probably. You're yeah, probably so,
0: so super busy.
1: I am too, but like I, you know, I make time.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna not watch Super Eight because that movie's fucking dumb. I hate. I have it. a girlfriend, so oh. I'm busy all the time. Yeah. <sighs> mm. Well. Okay, Okay. good job. I am... Okay. Super is a dog shit movie, dude. Uh, yeah, yeah, It <laughs> 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 bit went all over. Start crying <laughs> on the fucking podcast. It's um,
1: fine. Just go and talk to Woodward. It's fine.
0: Oh, man. Okay, the last bigger thing that I have in my notes... Oh, actually, I have two. So I'll uh, mention the first one. Okay. What do you think... They kind of do a cliche, but they do it in kind of a different way. The typical, like, business dad type beat where Mm. business dad can't spend time with kid, but it's a cop this time instead of business dad. Right. You know, like the whole. I thought it was different. I didn't really even
1: think of the business dad stereotype, to be honest. I thought that it was just like more of a cop dad stereotype. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) No. Yeah. I was just thinking, I think that was done pretty well.
0: Yeah. And just because I was thinking about it, and the beginning of the movie really can give off that unoriginal vibe of the dad not being present at all. But once you kind of understand the intricacies of the grief plot points and everything like that, then you can really look past it. I'm just saying this for people that haven't seen it or have seen it only once to make you get rid of those thoughts in case you ever had them. I know you, uh, you You just said you didn't, David, but, like, for those that didn't. Right. And, um Yeah,
1: for the dumb idiots watching stupid that did have that up. assholes process.
0: that don't like Kyle Chandler's character. Okay, mm. guys? Long Fucking... babies in the audience. Little baby bitch boys. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean that, guys. I'm sorry. Don't click off the video, man. Don't do it. I'm, I'm going to cut that out. I don't do any That's editing. <laughs> um. Yeah, so... And then we also get to see... And it's another section I somehow completely forgot about the whole kind of almost action hero arc that Deputy Lamb goes on, like dressed up as the military dude. I love that. I think yeah, it's I so it cool. I thought like, it was a cute little moment. He like tag teams with uh, Daner, like Alice's dad, at like towards mm, like the yeah. end there. I'm like, I thought that was a good moment. This is awesome. Like this feels good, and especially the moment in the car when they have like some type of apology forgiveness yeah. type moment it was done also in a very kind of macho man 80s dad type way where it's stoic yeah. and like if it was super emotional I wouldn't have enjoyed it as much because I like you know this this is how my dad would do it so this is very believable in just the way that they dealt with this huge issue that was making them kind of confrontational the whole time
1: yeah i i i liked it and i also liked that like you didn't know why he got arrested by the dad at the beginning of the movie like it kind of unfolded nicely i thought yeah Um, do
0: we ever know i actually can't think of it right now why did he get arrested at the
1: beginning simply because the dad didn't want him there because he traded ships with the wife and
0: yeah that's right okay I, yeah, it made sense. I thought it was, like, some trespassing thing, but it, I wasn't 100% sure on that. But, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, then. I just
1: mean, like, the conflict mainly. is. Yeah, is yeah, like, yeah. Is It unfolds nicely and it's, and it's explained, mm-hmm. I think, really well. So it's it's short and sweet and to the point, but that's what I like.
0: Yeah, exactly. And the one last thing that I have, and then we can go on to if you have any more critiques, Um, what do you think of the creature or the alien itself? Like, how they were revealing it slowly?
1: I thought it was interesting. I I kinda liked it better when you didn't see it that much. Yeah. Okay. Um but I also understand like you can't really make an emotional connection to something you can't see. Yeah, I get that. So, um, I thought it I honestly I didn't have any issues with like the way it kinda like uh went from you don't see it basically at all and it's super horror flick kinda kind of deal Mm -hmm. to almost like, you know, Steven Spielberg. It's a weird alien, but we love him.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's exactly the vibes that I was getting off of it. Every time that I watch it, really. And, because it isn't until they're in the cave, underground, that we get to see the thing in full scale. And that's what I really appreciate with it. Because we see it. We see, like, half of it. We see it in a very blurred shallow focused background and stuff like that but that's still satisfying enough honestly even if the movie went in a completely different direction and didn't reveal it and didn't have that weird emotional ending it would still feel cool that you didn't see the full thing but just because of the way that the story went it was necessary and the design of it itself was also pretty interesting too it was kind of like a I was- Yeah, it honestly kind of looks like the Cloverfield alien a a tiny bit in terms of like the head and stuff. And also, I guess. Oh, never mind. I can't no, it doesn't look like any of the Stranger Things monsters. Does it? This kind of just popped into my head. Wasn't Cloverfield produced by JJ Abrams? Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was. I think it was.
1: JJ, you did it again, you crazy son of a bitch.
0: He fucking did it. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Then to so that person that fucking put the review in 2011 that it's E.T. and Cloverfield in a blender. It's you fucking dumb Spielberg idiot. and J.J. Abrams, dumb bitch. Dumb little baby <laughs> idiot. You don't understand like we do. I keep calling the audience a bitch. I don't mean it, guys. Like, I'm sorry. I do. Oh. I'm not here all the time, so I don't get to do this
1: often, so I'm meaning it.
0: Hell yeah, David. If Andre
1: you... doesn't because he's being nice. Okay. I
0: fucking mean it. Okay, David, if, if you end up coming here more often... You're going to have to take those gonna words have back. I'm going to tone it down. Yeah, just a tiny bit. I'm, I, I hate to break it to you.
1: <laughs> I'll start now. I would like to sincerely apologize for my actions. Uh, yeah, that's just, not um, representative of who I am.
0: You're not crying enough? You have to do a YouTuber apology. You got hey, wait, You got start, 30 minutes. Like
1: <sighs> we should talk. Um, I've made some off comments, and I, I'm... I'm sorry. It's just, I've been going through a real, real tough time. I'm sorry. End scene. That's all they get.
0: Wow. Go to his YouTube channel to find the rest of that apology video. It's going to
1: be... YouTube.com slash David Y-T.
0: It's going to be 10 hours long, and it's no cuts. It's just him no crying in front of the camera. I as don't hard as I can. Yeah, when you showed me like the uncut version, well I mean it's obviously the whole thing is uncut regardless, but when you showed me right. the first time that you recorded it because you had to do it like 3 times. Yeah. Like I was just shocked that you had so many I thought that your tear ducts were just going to like empty, but you just kept going.
1: Well, here's the thing. I actually I ran out of liquids in my body. How but, did you manage
0: like, that? Then.
1: I don't fucking know. That's the thing. I wow. well, I my strategy the next time you know, recording it was. um, I had like a little little tube up my ass, and then like a friend outside oh, the room.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, a I friend was butt outside the room. It. What
1: did they do? Oh, they like they pumped the the lick like the water.
0: Okay, up my ass. okay,
1: yeah. I butt chugged it. Okay,
0: it was for the bit though, so it's fine. It was all for the bit. If you <laughs> can do anything, <laughs> you can do anything for the bit. Honestly, like I robbed yeah. a bank for the bit, so. Oh shit! Yeah. Um, I wasn't meant to say that. Actually, yeah. um, I think. that was confidential. Uh, that's shit. Um, yeah. um, that's that really sucks. Let's just go back to Super Eight. Um, yeah. Super Eight. What? Who's the super guy? And what did? Um, actually, <laughs> now that, that you made that joke, actually, it's really funny. My mom was talking to me right after we finished the movie. she was like why is it called Super 8? There wasn't eight kids. And I was like, Mom, it's not the Super 8. The camera they filmed with was a Super 8 camera. And yeah. she just was so pissed at herself that she forgot that that's, that's what it really was. Fun. And I was like, that's, oh, that's a great joke. I'm sorry, Mom, if you're listening to this, that you're pissed at me for making fun of you that way. I'm not actually making fun of you, okay? Love you. Good night.
1: I, I love you, Mom. Good night. Have a good sleep. That's to my mom, but also your mom.
0: Oh, awesome. Hi, David's mom. (laughs) What's up, mom?
1: (laughs) Um, Shout out to all the moms
0: out there. Sorry.
1: Yo, shout out to all the fucking moms in chat. What's up? What's up? What's up, mom? (laughs) Uh, um, Okay, so I I wanted to actually ask you, because this is one of your favorite movies Mm -hmm. of all time. What part of the movie will you always think is the best part what's your favorite part the best part in your
0: opinion honestly oh jeez that's a tough fucking question oh man I really love I mean I've grown to really love the ending and just like the whole it's mainly the score that does it for me like I tear up every single time just because it's such powerful music that was written for that scene but also honestly the train crash How they were able to get that done, like blows my mind every time. It's just everything is so intricate, and it's just so well paced. It's fucking great. Like the moment when one of the train cars just goes right through the building in that scene, like it's it was just set up so well. I don't know why it's such a long pause there, but it was so (laughs) so 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 good. good.
1: Literally, yeah. No, I I agree. That's that's that's. I think that's my favorite sequence in the movie too. Is just like, the tense, the tenseness, the action, the sound design. I re- I just really liked how it all came together. I think the explosions were a bit over the top. Tiny but bit. I'm just a, cr- cr- criticky asshole, and I could get past explosions in a movie. Okay. Yeah. It's just a a train crashed, David. Okay. You can get past an explosion. There's a fucking alien in the movie. Explosives are not out of this world. Okay? Exactly.
0: At least it wasn't Michael Bay that fucking directed this. That would have been ten times worse. But
1: That would have been bad.
0: Megan Fox would have been in it, and he would have just sexualized her. Yeah, it's, like you said, everything, like, on that scene, like, the sound design, or the, yeah, the sound design, how everything's paced, how everything's edited together. And also, it's just so unexpected how intense the scene becomes. Because we just kind of see, like, Dr. Woodward barreling towards this fucking train, and it's all kind of like, oh, hmm, why is that happening? Because Joe doesn't panic until the very last minute, and then all of a sudden it's, like, a whole two minutes of just pure insanity that is ordered chaos. It's so, so cool to see that. Yeah. I, I think, like,
1: just how it starts off is, like, production value I, yeah. I thought that was the funniest part It's just like he's got to use the train for the movie to make it seem cool and now sure. there's an alien oh fuck did you um, know
0: that the train crash was gonna happen
1: i think i've seen a clip or something of the train okay. crashing so i i kind of saw it coming in that sense all right um but even though I saw it coming, I was still like tense. I was still like, I know what's about to happen. And that's the scary part. Like something is about
0: to happen at least. Was there um, any moments in it that really surprised you? That you weren't kind of expecting that to go, like the story to go in that direction or something like that? To be honest,
1: I maybe, maybe I'm the only one who didn't see it. But I didn't see the like Alice's dad taking Joe's mom's shift or oh. the, them exchanging shifts or whatever. I didn't see that. I cause, Maybe because nothing what, like besides the beginning part and him not liking Joe, I didn't think that there was enough leading up to that. So I, I thought that that was really cool. I just didn't see that coming.
0: Awesome, yeah. It is like kind of a, the most devastating blow in the movie, I'd say, is yeah. to realize, oh, shit, that's what this whole thing, that's why this whole rivalry exists. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting point. I didn't think that you would say that, but that makes a lot of sense now that I think about it. It is a very shocking moment.
1: Yeah, and again I could see how people could be like, that was obvious from the beginning, like why the fuck? But whatever. You know,
0: shut up, okay. Shut up, idiot. Like, geez, you're being so mean. <laughs> oh <laughs> the- um,
1: this is this is off topic actually, but I just was like thinking of um like eighties love letter to to 80s filmmaking or whatever Mm -hmm. and how it reminded me of indiana jones um the the guy the main u.s soldier villain his name is Nelik. yeah and immediately i was like okay come on that's got to be on purpose because in i think it's raiders of the lost raiders of the lost ark the main villain guy is named bellick really yeah
0: i completely forgot that
1: yeah, so I was just like, that's got to be on purpose, right? That's got to be, that's got to, that, JJ, JJ, come on,
0: you know? Uh, yeah, that makes so much sense. I haven't seen Raiders in so long, though. I yeah. really want to. I bought a copy of it at a thrift store just recently, and I think I told you, did I tell you about this? Yeah, yeah I, this, but... I opened up the disc, or the case, there was no disc. There's no disc. <laughs> always, to the people thrifting out there, always check your movie cases before you check out. I didn't you... that day. That cost me $3. Do you know why it wasn't in the case?
1: Why? Because that disc belongs in a museum. That was a stupid joke.
0: I would like to apologize. <laughs> I'm going to cut it. That's, that was awful. Yeah, get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> that was so bad. <laughs> um, One last thing, though, before we... uh. Turn this fucking podcast off. <laughs> Finally. Is okay. Um, I'm just joking. I'm joking. I swear to God. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Call back. The Republican guy comes into the door. Oh, shit. <laughs> yo. <laughs> um, but I really love the fact that they showed Charles's movie at the end during the credits. I missed it. No, are you No, really? That's
1: one thing I was thinking of. Was like, I, I wonder what happened to
0: the movie. They show the full. It's like ten minutes long. You, they, you show, you see the whole thing shot in Super Eight.
1: What the fuck? You're yeah. joking?
0: I'm not even kidding. It's actually okay, shot in Super that. Eight, and it's like next. It's just on the side, a small little square next to like the credits as they're rolling. You get the full thing, and it's so campy. It's these professional actors acting like. They don't know shit about acting. And it's so, right. so, so, so good. And honestly, like, some of the kills on it, like, when they kill Carrie the first time, like, they see, you see it in the actual movie with, like, yeah. the nail thing. I thought that was awesome. I was like, shit, they actually, that was actually kind of good for, like, this student film. Like, damn. Yeah, they're, like, 15 years old. Pro- 14,
1: 15. 13,
0: like. I think, actually. Jesus, which is really like, weird. Because, like, like, they I say, mean, a bunch of older kids are going to be in this. They're 15 and 16. I'm like, ah, uh, Jesus Christ, how fucking young are these people? I yeah, always thought that they were, like, 18 when I first saw the movie. <laughs> <laughs> wow. but Yeah, I'll
1: have to watch that
0: after. Oh, yeah, please do. It's so much fun. And, honestly, like, a really great way to finish it off. Because it's, like, the super kind of almost sad but really happy moment as the movie closes. And then all of a sudden you get this whole callback to oh why was this story starting in the whole in the first place why was all this stuff happening oh because of this fucking movie that the kids were wanting to do and you get to see the final product and it's just it's so fulfilling it's so so good that's pretty wicked that's pretty awesome yeah so really fucking dumb that you missed it